This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 Welcome to Cowboy Shit. This is episode 123 for those of you that uh, passed your ABCs. One, two, three. We made it, Wes. You have to take your shoes and socks off to get that high. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we are in the backyard again with our friend Cowboy Cole Robertson. And do you, do you like people to know your last name, or is that like like not okay? Um, I think it's funny because. I feel like I've reached a point now where a lot of people just know me as Cole Robertson. So it's funny that I, I run around being Cowboy Cole. Um, so it really doesn't matter, to be honest. What's your stage name? Cowboy Cole. Cowboy, Cowboy Cole. Cole. Yeah. So Straight up. Robertson's. Up next to the stage, we got Cowboy Cole. A lot of times, like a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, seriously, like at comedy shows and stuff, I'll, I'll see my name on the list and it'll say Cole Robertson. And I'll be like, hey, like are you going to bring me up as cowboy Cole? And some of the producers is like, Oh yeah, no, I can do that. Or they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no. Like they kind of yeah, even no, kind of sure. know what I do and, and, and don't, you know? So first things first, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this upcoming show, Gertie leather. Um, he made us up a cool couple belts a couple months ago. Um, if you go to our social media, we, there's a, there's a video of him actually building our belts, which, um, Jen and I were talking about on the way to BC yesterday how cool that she thought that was by seeing the whole process from start to finish. It really shows the the quality and the time and effort that goes into the work that he does. So check him out, Gertie Leather at Gertie Leather Co on Instagram and GertieLeatherCo.com for all of your leather needs. Check it out. <laughs> but anyways, here we are, Cowboy Cole, episode two. Um, one part thing two. that we didn't, yeah, part two. One thing that I didn't, we didn't get to. On one of the last shows was jorts the, and sand well, and boots. Well, that and <laughs> and all of the crazy stuff that's been happening at rodeos the past like month. In July at TP Creek, we had a bull get out while another bull was bucking. Oh and yeah, over the bullfighters. Yeah. Um. Recently in Swan River, a bucking horse got out into the crowd through the fence. Yeah, they roped him be, over had, top of the chain. Yeah, had to be yeah. had to be busted down. Whatever they did. Um. Crazy. I might be missing one more thing, but those two things really stand out to me because. I was at TB Creek and I saw the bull like pretty much kill off those two those two bullfighters. Keely and Cheese Keely. Keely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that really? was nuts, man. I couldn't like that was the first bull of the weekend. Like what? Really? Yeah, it was so like literally the first first bull on, on Friday on the Friday afternoon perf. Um so TB Creek has those really old shoots. Um they have like a chain safety lock and then like the the, the latch that like slides back and forth. Ooh. Yeah, so not like they're not the best shoots, but they get the job done and, and they make sure they're working properly and all that kind of stuff. But the first bull hit the, the hit the gate so hard that it swung around and hit the shoot in front of it, popped off the safety chain and somehow popped the latch open too. It must have rattled it loose. And then that bull that come out like literally had free reign on Chase and Houston, which was an unfortunate deal for them. Because if, I, I don't know if you guys saw the video. To them. We'll uh, yeah, we'll get yeah. If you if you haven't seen the video, check it out. Um, roll we'll, the clip. We'll get it out. We we'll roll the clip. We'll roll the clip. And uh, but yeah, these two guys just got fucking plowed. Like that was like you, that bull had it couldn't have had a better shot at running these guys over. What a life! That's actually terrifying though when you think about it. Like that could have ended somebody's career that day. And oh, like man, it's an accident, sure. right? Like yeah. fortunately, everybody walked away, so it's a happy accident. But like. We take what we do for granted um, a lot. I think um, just little things like 
You know, why Erickson got bucked off the other day, broke ribs. Like, how many horses have he been bucked off and he just got up and laughed and got back on, right? So, yeah, dude, shitty deal. And then a horse getting into the crowd and so on, every kind of similar to the bull getting into the crowd in CFR, a little bit different of a area, but so it's crazy that 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 horse landed on. Yeah, Yeah, just it's crazy, man. Like, imagine just being a, a casual rodeo goer and all of a sudden there's a bucking horse right in your lap, right in your mini donuts. Surprise. Yeah, for real, right? You just get your mini donuts. You have to ditch them to get out. I'd be so <laughs> oh, mad. I'd be wanting so, my yeah. money back. Kudos, kudos to Ben Switzer for being on the ball and getting the shit done and, and being able to do some cowboy shit and get that horse wrangled up. Man, you know what else happened? That that same kind of thing happened in Big Sky too, actually. They had a bull get out in Big Sky as well at the PBR. Really? In the yeah. crowd? What did the they crowd do? Too. In the town, they roped it down. Apparently, Dakota Lewis was riding bareback and trying to like, Oh my get god. The, get the get the bull rounded up. It sounded like quite the uh quite the rodeo. Oh, no. oh. Uh, yeah. oh we also I also um the running of the bulls in, in Strathmore oh, the first yeah. night. That MLA girl. Well, so I was there. I watched the whole thing go down. So that fella who won the running who won the running of the bulls, he was in the arena celebrating. And the way they did the running of the bulls, they had three different tiers of bulls. They had the young bulls, they had some older ones, and they let, let three Mexican fighting bulls out and the last at the end, round. That was the, the end, finals. End, it was fucking crazy, man. Um <laughs> so anyways. So the, yeah, so the, so paint the picture for the people away. So Strathmore Stampede, it's like 40 that's what minutes, I was that's uh, that's, what I was, that's what I was doing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I was doing. Okay, sorry. So anyways yeah, Strathmore, uh, Strathmore Stampede, like Ted was saying, just outside of Calgary. It's one of the biggest rodeos we have in Canada. Um, pays big money. And part of their evening show, they do this thing called Running of the Bulls. They set up a little bit of panels inside the arena. That's kind of makes it into like a racetrack almost inside the arena. And then they have a bunch of crazy local people who enter up and they take part in the Running of the Bulls. I think you can win a bunch of cash. I think it's like a thousand bucks or yeah, bucks. Yeah, a thousand bucks or a buckle. You could have a buckle or a thousand. Oh, or it was not and. I think it's and or. Yeah, either you can have yeah. a buckle okay. like with pride or you can have the cash. Take the buckle. And the first night the guy took the sure. cash. Yeah, the, buckle for, all the way. The guy spent most of it in the beer gardens later, apparently. Damn. So anyways, they have. So you get, yeah, like I think there's like 50 or 60 people entered in it. And then so they let bulls out of a trailer. And they kind of run them around in the circle and they do three different levels of bulls, they call it. So they have a younger set of bulls, they have an older set of bulls, and then they let out three um, Mexican fighting bulls, like what they use in the UBF and all that fun stuff. So anyways, we get there's we're getting through it. And the first round, uh, there's this one girl who gets fucking she's like, I don't know, maybe in her 30, mid 30s and like 150, like 110 pounds, maybe like small gal gets fucking launched like 30 feet in the air oh no this one ball it was fucking crazy man she just bounced straight back up and got on the fence and was like running Holy around and shit. it was crazy like we were i was like trying to get video of all this stuff and like i kind of got caught watching it and then all of a sudden this girl goes flying up in the air and sam Windsor looks at me he's like did you get that on video i'm like i don't know it's so crazy <laughs> so, so anyways, did you get it or no? yeah, that's i don't I know. know i have to go back and look i haven't looked at it yet i gotta go i, I might have i might have stay tuned um but anyways so they they let the other few bulls out and they let the Mexicans out and they're like they're crazy man like some people get run over and like they're super mean as everybody knows and even like they're running the pickup horses like that's how mean these bastards are so the eventually they they, they the times up and they start gathering up the bulls and the pickup men are having trouble getting all three bulls into the outgate so they get two of them in and there's one bull still out kind of back towards where the announcer stand is and um so there's the announcer stand kind of the infield style in Strathmore and they have the big grandstand across from it. So all the contestants were on that side, kind of away from where the outgate and the bull, the last bull was. But so they end up, they do the whole crowd cheering thing and they pick this one guy who's wearing like a green hat, like just some skinny, like local guy who's 
he got run over a couple of times before that. And uh, anyways, they ended up picking him as the winner. But while he's out celebrating on this little track that they've made, this last fighting bull comes out around the corner and fucking like camps on this guy. Like that it like just comes around out the corner. Nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like he's like has the hands in the air, he's celebrating, whatever, then just gets fucking plowed over by this bull and then put up against the fence and gets camped on. Uh-oh. So it was crazy. And then there happened to be the local MLA who was there. So she jumped over the there's video of it. She jumps over the fence, starts pushing on this bull. Like everybody kind of Brett Monia was there, like pickup man were trying to get her up on this bull. Trying to get this, like, he was like, this bull wanted to kill this guy. Like, it was crazy. So she's like, she pushes on this bull. Brett's pulling on this bull's tail, and eventually the bull kind of is like, okay, that's enough, and trots up, trots away. And this guy just bounces up. And they do an interview with him, and I guess he <laughs> takes the money and goes to the beer gardens after. But wow, man, man. it was crazy. Like, just got fucking blindsided so hard by it. That that run, running of the bulls is crazy. The one thing, the one thing that I saw, I think we talked about it lots in our in our group chat. Ted was. uh the, the kind of how the media like kind of portrayed that like there was like global edmonton kind of wrote it as like a bull rider was down and she, and she had like, jumped down to help him and then there's a couple other ones who put it as like a contestant in the in the running of the bulls which is it's crazy the contrast between different media outlets you can see it's how the people who do their homework versus the ones who have Big no news, idea right? what they're doing yeah exactly it's Not just like real. a small there's so many things if you just do a little bit of digging you can actually get the right story so if you just call do, someone and ask a fucking question yeah do better global edmonton yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, running that's the bull probably, is crazy shit, man. Probably one of the only places that does that, right? Like, I think I think Regina, like Agribition, has done something kind of similar over. They did it one year and they haven't done it. Yeah, haven't done it. It's probably a major There's... liability. I don't know how you ensure that, but yeah, you have awesome. to. I think you should have everybody waive signing waivers and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, it's like, yeah, because it's a little bit different than your bull pokers and your ring of fires. But it's it's people love it, love it, man. And the grand even... the grandstand was rocking, man. Are they even really doing like bull poker and stuff anymore? I haven't I seen see that much. done in a long time. The Not WPB so still goes has a few of those events. Live yeah. and die by bull poker. For real. <laughs> Man, one of the craziest bull poker things I've ever seen, I was in, I was at Rimby, like kind of the first couple of years of the BRC and uh, whatever, our bulls are loaded and they have like a section break. So they're doing uh, bull poker. And the cool thing about, well, the, the handy thing about Rimby is the rink is also attached to the hospital. So that'll play, <laughs> that'll play to the story at the end of it um so anyways they have the bull poker and there's like four or five contestants and whatever and nansen had brought all the bulls for this and he had this really mean young bull so he turns the sucker out and he fucking plows through plows through all of these people in two two goes well there was an older gentleman taking part in the in the bull poker at that point and he was probably in his 50s maybe even 60s and this guy fucking snaps his leg off like right at the bottom like both bones in the bottom of his leg like snaps it right off yeah, Tib Fib gone forever. No way. He's down in the arena. And, and this and this bull is fucking still out in the arena and they're trying to get him out. And he's like, like try, they can't he can't get up. The bullfighters can't do nothing. So like people in the crowd like pull him under the panels <laughs> of oh, the no. arena to get him into where the crowd is. So get him out. And uh anyways, it was disgusting. And then so thankfully the the rink is attached to the hospital so they just threw him on a gurney and carted him down the hallway got him to the hospital and Ugh. didn't have to wait any longer to start bucking bulls again because oh he was because they could get an ambulance or something. check him right into the icu just, just checked him right into surgery right there oh, bed ready oh man it was cra- and then having to get on a bull after that man oh it was crazy that man, that reminds me of a story shit. i forget uh i wonder what the like most hurt you've been before was that you didn't realize like when you're when you're hurt and then you like you're like oh yeah I'll just walk it off but it's actually go check it out later and your 
stuff's broken. I got one when I was 17. I'll go to the to the BFR 10 header in Fort McLeod. And it was like steer four or five with Melissa Reinhardt. Um, and I roll around the corner and I heal this steer dally up. And I kind of had a kinked coil because uh, fortunately I was having a good you day. Still got a, kink coil, a lot man. of feet. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. And uh, I healed a steer and I could feel I could feel that coil come out of my hand and it just sucked my whole hand to the horn. No. And I felt like it felt like all the blood left my my head, like everything. I just went cold. So I like ride ahead, got my hand pulled out and Barry Black was sitting in the stands and he he knew what happened before I even did because he came jumping over the fence. Well, I I go riding down in the end of the arena, coil up my rope, put my rope on my horn. Uh, put the steer away and I step off my horse. And by the time I stepped off my horse, Barry Black and Jordy Regeer were like right there. And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And I pulled my glove off and only about half of my thumb came out of the glove. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I I knew something was wrong, but I had that. I had my black rope glove on and I was just like, I had no idea until I took it off. And then, yeah, it was uh, Tristan Woolsey's mom who took me to the hospital and sold your thumb back on uh no it was only halfway gone from about here down all the way to the bone there was it was just all the way gone to the bone oh my god yeah it was uh it was brutal but then i, I got to the hospital feeling? no i got like very little feeling and it's like can't really see it but like it looks different than my other thumb like the nails huge and shit like it's it's kind of weird looking but i was at the hospital and i can't like you know my right hand's all buggered up and the nurse is like okay i'm gonna need you to to pull your pants down and roll over on your side. I'm going to give you a shot of morphine in the butt cheek while she sits there and watches me struggle, trying to get my belt off one handed. I'm like still in shock. <laughs> so is, Tristan, this is your buckle. Like this is that buckle. Uh, no, nope, I didn't have oh. this one yet. Is that, those ones are tough. To yeah. Get these are, I call uh, I don't know if I can, you guys might have to cut this out, but I call this my anti-rape buckle. Uh, Wacy knows why. Cause they're hard to get off. They really are. So oh, yeah. Money ever had me cornered. Um, you know, I could beat her off before she beats me off. You know what I'm it's saying? Like your, it's like your own personal chastity belt. That's right. So Tristan Woolsey's <laughs> mom has to like undo my pants, pull them down, roll me over. This lady sticks a freaking like 12 inch needle in my ass cheek. It was supposed to be on three. She was like one boom hits me. Oh. <laughs> I get sick from the morphine. It does nothing for the pain. Now oh, I've man. got an ass cheek that's more sore than my thumb. I'm trying to vomit in a freaking... <laughs> Oh, garbage no. can and they're hauling me off to x-ray my thumb oh no i'm like what do you mean x-ray i can literally see oh, it man. i can see the bone Ugh. oh dear <laughs> i think you talk about, what about you teddy what do you got well i broke my jaw and i they said i only broke it on one side and then like a month later it turns out it was broke on both sides i remember that oh that one they didn't do anything for it they're just like yeah here you go here's uh your jaw's broke here's some tylenol good luck In me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Everybody knows I got the magic in me. When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me. Now everybody wants a breast of magic, 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 magic. Okay, after a little bit of technical difficulties, we are back and we're in the office. Back. back in the house. But uh okay, yeah. So I I forget what it was, but yeah, I think the guy like had a broken tib fib or just one of the one of the fibs or the tib. I don't know which one. <laughs> but didn't realize it was like broke clean off and just like, oh, okay, all right. Well, uh, I guess we gotta get that fixed up. I I didn't know how to broke an ankle for two weeks. 
Oh, that's pretty greasy. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a serious ankle break. Obviously, I was able to walk around and still do stuff, but I got hung up at a bull riding and whatever. It was fine. My ankle was pretty swollen and all that good stuff. And then a couple of weeks went by and it swelling went down, but it still wasn't back to normal. Like I could tell that it was still swollen up a bit, but I was like, ah, just maybe some tendons and stuff are fired up. But I could run around and do all the stuff I wanted to do. Um <laughs> run around on a broken it, ankle. Oof. Uh, yeah, like it was it was like it ended up being not. I ended up having to take more time than I needed to. But anyways, I went to another bull riding a few weeks later and I got hung up again and uh, got stepped on and mucked out. And I was so sore. Like my ankle was huge. I had to go to high school rodeo the next day. So I go to the high school rodeo and I had to get Cody Floyd dad to help me put my boot on. So I get on this bull of Craig Stevens and I get, get like, I take my wraps up on my rope and this, I nod for the gate gate opens this, the bull doesn't leave. He turns his head, looks, and then fucking sprints down the arena like as fast as he can. Like doesn't even oh, no. like think about bucking. Like just starts running. So whatever, I'm I stay on, and the whistle goes, and like the, this bulls are going so fast along the fence. Like the pickup man's trying to like pull the bull off the fence, like trying to do anything so I can get off this fucking bull. You know, like, it's it was bad when the pickup men are trying yeah, to pick yeah, up the bull. It was not a good deal. So anyways, I end up getting getting my way off this bull. So I got to limp all the way across the arena back to the behind the shoots, and and then so we we end up getting my. I think we had to cut most of my boot off because my ankle was so swollen. Oh no! Um, and then they're like, "Yeah, man, you gotta go to the doctor." So I went to the hospital and ended up having a, like a chunk broke off my ankle and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> that reminds me of another one. I was in New Mexico. Coldest saw my uh, New Mexico Junior College of Fine Learning Thunderbirds. So, oh yeah, the you should look at the behind. Look at the diploma on the wall behind you. Yeah, look at there. No wait, oh, right behind you. Top hand right right there. Associate of Arts. Oh no way! We got the same one. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. You got yours too. I got mine too. Yeah, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Uh, diploma buddies. Yeah. Diploma buddies, kind of like buckle buddies. <laughs> yeah, it's just learning. Uh no, that reminds me. I was in Portales at a college rodeo, and we, uh, I kind of got under a bull the first night. Just like, kind of stepped on me a little bit. Didn't think it was too bad of a deal, but I just got bucked off. Whatever. Got kind of camped on, and then uh, I was at. Uh, then I was, yeah, the next morning I woke up and I was like, man, this doesn't feel so good still. And uh, I was like, maybe I better go to get it checked out. Cause it was like the next, a whole day later. <laughs> yeah. And I went back and they're like, yeah, you broke your collarbone again. I was like, oh, man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a broken collarbone. And then I went to just uh, slept, try to sleep her off. Try to sleep, just try to sleep her off. <laughs> try to sleep off a broken collarbone. <laughs> like, yeah, that thing's broke again. Oh my god. <laughs> so That's I slept off a awesome. collar, broken collarbone. And then I went to try. <laughs> yeah. Went to Joe's boot shop the next day. And uh, Donnie Gay was there, and I had a sling on my on my shoulder or whatever, because I, you know, I'd obviously broken call- my collarbone, so I was shopping for new boots. And uh, Donnie Gay, I walked by Donnie Gay, and he's like, "Ah, gotta stay out from under him, son." <laughs> like, <laughs> he knew exactly what happened. Donnie Gay thing to say. Yeah, and then uh, my <laughs> my rodeo coach uh, Phil Barry, yep. he was like, "You know who that is?" I was like, "Yeah, I fucking sure as hell do." Donnie Gay, man. How do you not know who the fuck that is? Yeah, I gotta stay out from under him. That's fucking stay out from under him, son. Yeah, it was good. So, well, let's jump back into Cole's story, man. Like, I think it's yeah. the time we get Cole's back story? into it. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, know I'm what else. Here. Yeah. All right. No, you know what else we probably could talk about is uh, the 95 and a half. That was kind well, of. We have, we do need to have a back half of the show, too. Okay. So, and then we we're going to talk about Jordan Boots and the rec- world record in the back half. Okay. Okay. Back to Cole. Cole, uh, we had you on the show already. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, boys. Where's your mustache comb, though? Do you need to prepare your mustache before we begin this part of the show? Yeah, uh, a lot of people hassle me because I pack this big comb around. But for big mustaches, are you gonna go for the Ward Moxa? 
No, man. Um, you gotta smoke. You gotta start smoking cigars yeah, if you're gonna be I, the, do the award. Yeah, no, that's that's a big commitment, and those are big shoes to fill. And like coming from the other end of the uh, the time event arena, even though I grew up with like Willie and Lucas and whatnot, and, um, no. You know, no, I don't think that happen. could be. <laughs> nah, I, it couldn't be reincarnated <laughs> by me. Not that he's dead, but it's good sash though. It's coming along. I well, I shaved it way down. Do you ever? I don't know if you get this wacy sometimes, or like it gets long to the point where it's just like, oh, I'm sick of you. You know, and you oh, maybe dude, take too much recently. off, and then you shoot yourself in the foot, and then you got to like wait it out again. So I'm back well, in like that comfortable spot. I like. I kind of just let myself run wild over the past couple of weeks. And I like my mustache was like crazy and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, fuck, this is it's itchy on my face. And I need to shave. So I like shaved and then I trimmed down my stash. I'm like, okay, this is more like more of a, I just need to maintain the stash. Yeah. I haven't been, I haven't done very good maintaining it over the, the last well, part of July. It's hard too. Cause like, I'm not a professional stash maintenancer, you know? Mm -mm. So I just kind of wing it myself in the mirror with some clippers. And uh, my mom used to be a hairdresser. So she's got like a badass pair of hairdressing scissors. So I can get like right in there and kind of like, you know, trim it up That's real nice, bad. but still, you know, you go one trim too far and you don't want to shave, you don't shave her all off. You don't go back on as easy as it came off, you know? <laughs> you don't want to man you don't want to have a manscaper. You you don't want to contaminate one. your ball fro and your face fro. I know, right? <laughs> Not good. No, you don't yeah. If you got something crawling around down there, you don't want to crawl around up top either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> a little termite comes out. <laughs> not good <laughs> okay okay we gotta get back on the rails here you guys Holy fuck. so <laughs> we, we we left off uh in your south america journeys you're just making your yeah, way back did to we, canada during did you the get pandemic home? in the last story did you get home did you yeah. get home he uh, was just yeah. crossing the bridge to mexico with the girl from canada who was yeah. freaking out yeah, yeah. With, with jojo from uh can toronto you, can you hear cole okay two ways oh yeah yeah we're good okay, yeah. just want to make sure nice yeah so i think um i looked up what that town was called too not that long ago because i had to go through my phone and like move a bunch of photos onto a hard drive because my phone's just maxed out all the time, which I don't understand why. Probably because I don't use the cloud because I don't trust it. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, we're walking across, man. And it we're like in a border town where when we hopped out of the cab, we were just bombarded by Guatemalans and Mexicans trying to exchange currency. And I'm talking, they're walking around with fat, fat wads of cash to just swap you right there. So that's Jeez. already sketchy enough. You like reaching in your backpack to pull out a wad of your cash surrounded by these people like, um, you just got to kind of have your head on a swill. Damn. And it is like COVID times, man. So like everybody's mad. And when was up. this again? This would have been uh, like middle or end of March. March of 2020. 2020. Yeah. It might have been a little bit into April, maybe even coming on. Damn. So it's just like hot and heavy. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, the world is ending. Yeah. We're just trying to we're just trying to get somewhere safe, you know, and right now we're not trying to get home 100 yeah. percent. so yeah we go walking across this bridge man and we're just like committed into america no into mexico oh shit you're not even in america yet no oh, fuck okay yeah no we had to uh we had to get into mexico um i think i think i talked about yeah how I, we got to into mexico we sat at we had to take an hour cab to tapachula um we linked up with these two people from quebec luckily they could speak spanish which was good because mm -hmm. then we didn't get hosed on a cab ride either we make mm -hmm. it to Tapachula, sit in that airport for it was like six or seven hours for the next flight to Mexico City. We get to Mexico City. I get Joe to her flight to Toronto. My flight to Dallas doesn't leave till the next morning. So I go get a hotel in Mexico City. Whew. Have like the How best far from the airport. Um, It was only like probably 15 minutes. I ain't bad. Then. Yeah, just just Ubered it. Um, So it was super easy, but like had the best sleep of my life. <laughs> and when I got to that hotel, the restaurant was closed. But like I talked to the people that 
at the front desk and like explained what had just happened. And I don't think I was in a very good area of Mexico City either because they they kind of like when I talked to them, they're like, well, if you're going to go for food, we will just make you a burger here. Oh, wow. Instead of you leaving to go get food. And I was just like, thank you for being very white, uh, very Gee. nice to the gringo because yeah. uh, I was starving at this point. Hadn't had a real meal in like probably almost 24 hours. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, it was nuts, man. So, yeah, fly out of Mexico City. I get back or I get to Dallas. But the flight that I, I took from Mexico City to Dallas, I was riding with this uh, riding beside this guy from the UK. And when we took our shuttle, we had heard a horror story about these people getting stopped by the cops and having to pay 100 US. So I was like telling this guy the story, telling him how we got stopped by the cops, but they didn't ask us for money. And the guy was like, yeah, no, I was I was on that shuttle. But they we didn't have 100 US each. So they took 50. Jeez. Yeah. So Jeez, it was like crazy hearing that story from that guy yeah. who was like in the freaking vehicle. He said they were like, cuffs out like you you pay or you go to jail jeez like crazy shit man like so corrupt so it was crazy get to dallas finally feel like i'm in a in a my own zone in texas you know and that airport was a ghost town really the only restaurant open of course chili's. mcdonald's oh mcdonald's oh. yeah not even a chili's gotta love mcdonald's couldn't even get a good sit down chili's man <laughs> yeah, to, get a sit, to get a sit down mcdonald's I'll to calgary it's not a bad deal I know, right? So um, I passed up on the McDonald's because it was just a crazy lineup. Wasn't really that hungry. I was just so ready to get home, you know? <clears throat> Didn't really know what was going on. Just wanted to get home. And yeah, it was a, it was a crazy ride, man, because nobody really knew what was going on. And it was just like, if you were ever seen with a mask down, you're getting yelled at. And then you get to Dallas. And I've never been to Dallas where there wasn't a billion people trying to get to one gate. <laughs> yeah. And it was a freaking ghost town, man. I could have roped the fast lane in there and not been worried Damn. about hitting somebody. That was a scary time, man. That like yeah. when the when the when the pandemic first hit, like everybody, it was scary. Like nobody knew it was gonna happen. Was it was like people were panicking and buying all the shit at the grocery stores, and to, let alone to be trying to get home after that adventure you just been on in 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 Mexico and and wherever else. It's like, man, that would be uh quite the shock to come home to. Well, and then friggin' Trudeau, he's just like anybody abroad, I will help you get home. I will give you five thousand dollars that you gotta pay back. With interest. <laughs> While the Germans, there was a ton of Germans in Guatemala just because like Germany and Guatemala were homies during the, that world war, you know? So mm. there's a ton of, ton of Germans in Guatemala <laughs> all the time. And so the German peoples were just like, okay, all Germans abroad. If you're in Guatemala, head to Guatemala city. We're sending planes for you right now. All oh, you got to do is get to Guatemala city. No oh, shit. Yep. Straight up. That's all they had no to way. do. So like wow. I was, I was hanging out with a couple uh, Germans in that surf town and whatnot. Raphael and Pete and like just meeting a ton of them on the way and they mm -hmm. all of them were just like yeah I'm just gonna get to Guatemala City I'm damn just, yeah I'm just we're gonna book a shuttle I'm gonna hop a chicken bus like and chicken buses are badass well like chicken buses are like old school school buses that they like put a ton of lights on there's they got like loud techno music bumping all the time and they're like they're like 15 over on the floor where you like shift four and then you like rank it over like buddy's shifting gears oh, damn He's through the cities. Them. And there's a guy hanging out uh, the side of the bus. Like when, if you want to catch a bus from Guatemala to Antigua, he would literally hang out of the bus and be like, Antigua, 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 Antigua. And he would just yell it like that. And then if he found somebody, he would go running off the bus. The bus would be doing like 30 or 40 K. He would jump off, just sprinting into a crowd. <laughs> and then this guy would keep going. He'd like shift up. He like just fucks right off. And I'm like, oh, so I guess that guy's not coming with us. 
We get to another spot, buddy. Gears way down. Here comes homeboy with a herd of Guatemalans, shuffling old Guatemalan ladies on, throwing kids. Holy up shit! There like a fucking rugby ball, just Antigua, 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 just throwing people on this bus. Next thing you know, I'm just like crammed in there. The one white kid on this bus <laughs> of Guatemalans. <laughs> Just crammed in there next to this old cowboy next to me, literally wearing this old straw that he's probably had since 1954, man. Like, Jeez. this thing was sweated through. It was no longer straw white. It was, like, desert straw brown. Yellow. Jeez. Yeah, it was crazy, man. man. That's wild. So, yeah. so you so make your got, way. finally got home. You yeah. got home from Dallas. Yeah, get home from Dallas, land in the YYC. Um, I get selected for a random COVID test, which just, like, pisses me off. Because at this point, mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody get out of my face. Just let me go. Oh, man. Ask Ted about COVID. that. Ask, ask Ted about getting selected for a random COVID test on the way home from <laughs> America. Good luck. It was <laughs> last week or what? <laughs> no, it was a while ago. Yeah. It was one of the Texas trips we were on in the wintertime, and I, I was not impressed. Man, no. Me like, either. we literally got tested, like, fucking, what, 10 hours before? Like, yeah. actually yeah, got tested? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah you got to show fuck them that off. negative anyway, so it's just like, fuck off, Trudeau, you fucking idiot. Yeah, man, I agree. Yeah, yeah same deal. I got stopped when we come back from uh, uh, Vegas. Mm-hmm. And same deal. And I just, I raised a stink. I was like, well, what was the point of getting this test? And oh yeah. And like, I feel bad for the people. Cause like, they're just doing their job, they're but just doing their job. you know what? At the end of the day, that's what feeds into the bullshit, man. Like, um, that's, that's the one thing that kind of bums me out about working on the movies is it's still so COVID heavy. Like <laughs> I got to go test Monday morning and then go to work Monday night. Like Jeez. last two, last Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. I had to be at the studio offices at 8 a.m. To get a test. throat swab to go to work Thursday. Brutal. You know, and they just step on their toes. They're so conflicting about what you where you can be and where you can't be and when you need a mask and when you don't. Like, mm-hmm. don't come up to me when I'm standing in a field in Longview and ask me to put a mask on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in a field by myself, breathing <laughs> fresh air. Like, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> COVID's over. Uh, so you're back home. Then that's like March 2020. Then then what's the next move? When's the when do you start doing comedy shows? What's the story? I uh, well, I was doing. Did you have like a what the fuck moment? Like when you got home, like what the fuck am I gonna do? Yeah, big time. Because I had (laughs) been doing. I did a I did a handful of shows before I left that winter. Um, I did some shows in Calgary, and then I did a couple shows in Lethbridge. So I was just getting my feet wet in 2019, and then everything freaking tanked. And then all of a sudden, there was no there's, comedy. There's no live entertainment. There's yeah. nothing going on. Nowhere not, for me to go. You don't like, have the cr- crowd to do a a uh, inst or what the fuck a show like a live show like in like a Zoom Zoom show. Yeah, and like uh, a ton of. Did comedians. you have to spread your butt cheeks as my concho? <laughs> 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 um anyway (laughs) that was good but that's what a lot of people were doing we're doing these uh oh i didn't know they're only fans these only cowboy cowboy cool only weren't uh, weren't there for me so (laughs) it was just a tip (laughs) 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 oh man you guys are corrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, it was weird, man. Yeah, I kind of went through a what the hell do I do now phase. Um, I fell back in, went back to the job that I was working the summer before, which what was, was that? It was excavation. Okay. For a company at a high river, like laying water pipe, laying sewer pipe. And so um, my dad worked for them for a long time. Slaying pipe. Slaying pipe, man. <laughs> laying hella pipe. <laughs> Oh, sorry for the young boys. I was up super late banging a ton of chicks. Did I say a ton of chicks? I meant one chick who weighs a ton. Um, (laughs) No, I went back to work, man. I just went back to work. Didn't really know what I was going to do. I um, I started seeing 
the girl that I was seeing the year before again. And then like her she went back to everything. literally. Yeah. <laughs> and that just fed into oh. a, a ton of depression, man. Cause I just you like, were down, fell back into a rut down bad. Good. It was bad. COVID depression. You're not the only yeah. one though. Hey man, no, I was right. in a bad way during COVID too. So yeah, yeah man, it was a so, tough, tough goes. Um, I really bounced around 2020, dude. I started when I got home, I worked excavation for a little bit, got sick of that. Cause I don't like being in 15 feet deep trenches. You're not a manual labor type of guy. You don't strike me as a, manual oh. labor guy and like coming from not saying you won't not say not say not saying you won't do it but you're just like, like when it doesn't really fit you here's the crazy part waste is actually i, I said this rigs, to my mom dude. the other day is um i used to think that when i when i needed to go make money i physically needed to go earn that paycheck and like mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. tired and sore at the end of the day because that's kind of you know i grew up just working construction jobs went to the rigs um when i was like 19 20 for a little bit so like I have went and got myself out of sticky situations via just slinging chain wrenches and tugging. You need to, you need to do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it, it builds a lot of character, um, showed me a different world, gave me a ton of appreciation for what we get to do now. You know, like even the lights on in this place and at my place at home, like a lot of work needs to go into it. And a lot of people sacrifice a ton to make sure our shit runs every single day. So, mm -hmm. um, but I've had to shift my mentality from, you know, I can, I can make money different ways. Now I can use my brain. I can use my wittiness and, and put myself out there that way versus, you know, give me that shovel and I'll get that gravel raked, mm -hmm. you know, get it level and we can lay some pipe boys. But so was that, was that kind of the epiphany moment you had during that 2020 spell of, you know, like trying to find your way and figure out what we're going to do. You're like, Hey man, I can actually find other ways to make some money. Like you said, when, when did that moment happen for you? Um, Probably the the winter leading into the spring, so winter 2020 into the spring of 2021, because I, I was uh, I was working on a rig out west of like Turner Valley and Longview service and all the pump jacks out there. And I went through uh, this really bad week. The consultant was being a dickhead and we we're sitting on this well and they were pumping hot oil down this well. And you just you're not supposed to be anywhere around it when they're doing that in case something let go you would die. And so this consultant was just on one one day and he wanted me and the other floor hand to go over and like clean the wellhead. And my driller was like, they're pumping hot oil. I'm not sending the boys out there. And this guy like threw a shit fit about it. Well, we don't, we don't go out there. Right. Cause it's not safety. And, uh, about a half hour later, that fucking wellhead blew and hot oil shot like 150, 200 feet in the air. Holy. And our driller just looked at this consultant and this consultant just like, looked away like he knew straight up like he would have taken two lives Damn. that day and that's the Jesus. day i literally called my driller that night and i was like i'm i'm done this is my two weeks i don't want to do this i would rather be broke than than be out there because it, it's not for me and i know it's not for me so i'm not mm -hmm. going to keep banging my head against the wall mm -hmm. packed up all my shit uh got on a plane flew out to vancouver um took a bus to whistler moved in with some friends that i met traveling <laughs> guatemala and i took my rope and my cowboy hat and snowboard um, and my snowboard and but that's when i kind of started to have some videos also taken off too it was like that fall and leading into november and everything mm -hmm. like that like i had a video hit like two million views in a week and shit like uh, this but, is tiktok yeah but that's when i also shifted my content from um just writing general jokes to writing jokes about what i knew best which is mm -hmm. rodeo and team ropers and time event guys is that and, when the pickup lines began <laughs> the pickup lines began in Whistler in the in the beginning of 2021, um, and that's when I had my I fractured my elbow snowboarding. So I had a ton of time because I wasn't out on the hill. 
all the time because I would literally I worked in the Ville at Roots as a sales manager. I love this. Well, I would go Root, snowboard. Roots. Yeah. Love nice. that place. Honestly, great company to work for too. And this is going to sound crazy. So <laughs> great I, benefits. Yeah. I go from making like 30 bucks an hour on the rig to making $18 an hour working in the village. And that was like, I was making a lot of money when other people that I like would meet and hang out with and stuff would find out that I was making 18 bucks an hour. They were like, how do I get a job there? I'm like, well, you can't. Cause I have, I have, <laughs> cause I have all the jobs, it's my <laughs> job. Uh, you can't Back have off. this one. So, so, um, so what did you do for accommodation and stuff in Whistler then? Cause you, it's hard to be hard to find somewhere to live off 18 yeah, bucks an hour dog, and, and be able to ski and be able to do all the stuff you want to do while you're there. I lived at 2221 Gondola Way in Creekside. <laughs> Gondola. Gondola Way. Gondola Way. And we do, we were, have you, have you been, have you been out to Whistler yet? No, man. I haven't. Oh, no, man. Wow. I want to go so bad. So when you come in, you go through a couple different, like small little villages that are part of Whistler and then you get to Creekside, but there's a gondola at Creekside. So if the gondola is here, you literally did a five minute walk up the hill. I lived right at the top of that hill. So we would literally, me and my roommates would just walk down to the hill, get on the gondola. Huh. So, so I'd go to, to work. Anywhere. Yeah, and I could take the gondola up, take peak to peak across from uh, uh, Black on the Whistler, and then just whoop right down into the village, go to work. Huh? Sick. Snowboard so, to work. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. when I fractured my elbow, and like there was, it was like a twelve week uh, comeback from that. And I, my thing with that is like, I'm too young to be fucking around with that kind of stuff. I'm just gonna take the time, let it heal right. And I've met a lot of people now who have fractured similar, like their radial heads and stuff like that, who have very minimal to no mobility in it and here i sit you're back good to go back, like, baby literally I can't straight either of my arms dog <laughs> and uh <laughs> what did you say to me i can't straight i can't straighten either of my arms oh so. really yeah, yeah. I've dislocated so, both my elbows and i can't straighten either of them yeah so like dude i i went hard at like the the rehabilitation on it and everything like that and made sure i got it back right so i had a ton of time to just write content write scripts workout ideas and then um yeah i just kind of had that that idea coming in my head about a uh is your dad a mule because that's an ass i'd take back to the ranch and then i was just my <laughs> thing is like how do i take this farther you know like that's funny but like mm -hmm. how do i go farther how do i go farther so i was just like well let's two cam it let's start here say the joke here bring it back here so i did a couple like that and then i was like how do i take this farther and then i was like say it here but when i cut to here i'm gonna put on some like smooth jazz set the tone mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then that you know i sang i sang the intro cowboy pickup lunch like i sang <laughs> that you know um so that's when i that's when i really kind of figured out i was on to something just writing content about what i knew because people mm -hmm. were digging it man loving it still are which is so cool so well, there's not many people. There's not many people doing it, you know. Like, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to that's like that that the comedy side of things. You don't. There's not very many like cowboy comics out there, you know. No, so like, um, some of the greatest are, are gone. Like Baxter Black just passed away this last mm -hmm. uh, right. last little bit, and uh, there, yeah, there probably haven't really been many in the in the history. Like back, he might be one of the only cowboy. He was kind of a comic, but kind of a poet. But he's kind more of, of a poet, yeah. You, more of a poet, yeah. where the yeah. you kind of blazing a trail in a new stand-up game, album. man. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh when when I stepped on stage for the first time with a cowboy hat, um, I got laughs just out of wearing a cowboy hat, being my being myself up there. Like you know, I'll go on stage with a rope glove in my belt loop and my <laughs> spurs that. on, like, <laughs> and a lot of those people are probably looking at the rope glove like. The fuck, fuck is this? Fuck is Michael this Jackson motherfucker doing? Like, 
Like, is he motherfucking <laughs> moonwalk to the barnyard here? And that, and that rope club is clean. I think it's never touched a rope in its life. That's why I, that's <laughs> I, I love that subtle part of it. It's fucking so funny. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I lost a rope glove during Stampede. Not going to say how, but um, that was my good one, too, which bums <laughs> me out, man. It was feeling so good. It was like just nice broken. It wasn't too tight on my hand, wasn't loose. <laughs> but there goes 30 cents down the drain. Man, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so okay see, maybe 45 so you talk about that first time you stepped on stage like tell us about that time where was it yeah and how, how did you go? even get hired yeah how, how does it even hired? how does it work yeah yeah, yeah. So how, did, how did you write your your sketch because i know like it takes a lot, a lot of time it? and effort to read to write your sketch or your act or whatever you want to call it yeah so as a as a new comic and a lot of comics um like as you just progress through your career you get five minutes oh that's it if, if, especially if you're a new guy oh five damn. minutes is a long time up there yeah yeah i believe it um so I uh, my my first set ever was about me looking like a terrorist because <laughs> I would grow my beard out and my beard is super black and it gets really curly when it gets long. So when like I I'll have Lebanese guys ask me where I'm from in Lebanon. Really? Straight up. Dang. Like not even kidding. So like it's dark. So I would make a joke, I'd make jokes about being a cowboy but looking like a terrorist and like things that my boss would say to me at work, you know, like um oh man i wish i could remember some of the jokes they weren't that good i'm not gonna lie to you and they were very <laughs> well, it was your first they time. were super edgy too so like i remember the the show that i did in lethbridge i was the five minute opener for two pro guys down there and the first crowd which was the eight o'clock show was kind of an older crowd like 40s to or like 35s to 55s i'd say and they fucking ate it up because that's kind of like the edgier stuff is definitely kind of more old they school. love that shit man they so do. me me making fun of myself for looking like a terrorist and like making like heart like getting on my boss for making jokes about me and like threatening threatening them and shit like that. It's like <laughs> you can't say that to me and like shit like that. Just having fun with it. They loved it. But then the ten o'clock crowd of eighteen to twenty eight year olds that were um like very inner city Lethbridge the mil- the millennials yeah they not a fan did not like Cole Robertson because I was going up as Cole Robertson at that time and they fucking I was getting like no laughs oh and just running with my set i like i made a wheelchair joke in there <laughs> like <laughs> about a friend of mine in a wheelchair and she like says some shit to me and i'm like yeah you know what roll on all right like oh, just some fuck. stuff like that yeah they did not they did not oh, take it so would you would you would you call that your 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 like first flop or like your first like um you had one like good one and a yeah, first bomb day. yeah yeah because that, that a lot of this the as a terrorist about about <laughs> comics <laughs> A lot of the stuff you see about comics is like you're not truly a comic until you have your first big like bomb in front of an audience, and then you kind of like you're like okay, you, if I can make it through this, I can make it through anything. So would you have called that one your first one, or was there another one? Hundred percent, dude. Because you know the first the first show I came off stage lit the fuck up. I was like fist pumping in the back because I the, I left the stage with them like hollering and clapping, and that just nice. like that's a drug to me, man. That's How like many in the vein. Oh, that show was probably eighty. Okay, so like a decent amount. Um, and I was just so fired up. So then, you know, I'm back there with like the main headliner, just like digging it, eating it up, having a great time. That show ends. We go outside, hang out for a bit, go back in 10 o'clock show hits. I fucking, my jokes just do not land with this crowd. And like, so new, I, d- I didn't really know how to just like roll off the cuff and like start crowd working and stuff and try and change it up and get them back. So I just rolled with my set and I left that stage just like crushed. Tail between like, your legs. Absolutely. Like a, like a 
Justin boot on my windpipe, dude. <laughs> like could not breathe, just feeling so shitty about it. And then, you know, I got to go back to my hotel room and think about it all fucking night. <laughs> well, did, did you pay for your room or did you pay for your own room? I had to pay for my own. Did they even pay to come show up for nope. five minutes? No. Nope. You're just grinding it out. Grinding. I did. I reached out to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. did so after you, you bombed that, did you get to talk to the pro guys or they give you any advice or be like, hey man, like this happens to the like what so what yeah, what did you do after? Yeah. Um the their biggest advice to me was get on every mic you can. Just keep doing it, just keep mm-hmm. getting up mm-hmm. there. They they're always really good at reminding, like, um, you know, not everything's gonna work for everybody, and that's okay. You know, and like I I really try to treat it like rodeo now with you got to have that short memory. You got to be able to pull apart what worked and what didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. It didn't work with this crowd because I could go with it this direction. I could go with it this, this direction. So like, there's a lot you got to be keeping track of up, up top when you're up there. But at the same time, man, you got to just be like in the moment with the crowd, with your material and just let it fucking fly and trust it and know it's funny. And that's something I've had to really work on with myself too, is going on stage. Like, fuck you. My shit is funny. If you don't think it's funny, you can go. Kind of like Larry the Cable guy where he's just like, if you don't think that's funny, you can leave type thing, you know? Yeah. So uh, my material has definitely changed a ton since then. But my first show ever, Broken City. You boys ever been there? Dive bar. Yeah, I know I know Broken City, yeah. Yeah, so Comedy Mo- Monday Night. Comedy Monday Night is like one of the biggest, longest running shows in the city for like open mics and stuff. They always have some really, really funny headliners roll through to do like 20, 30 minutes. But they'll have a handful of, of like new guys like myself that night so you got to reach out to these producers there's a calgary comedy community on facebook you go on there there's a, a doc file of all the different shows that are ran weekly monthly uh semi-annually things like that you email the producers so like comedy monday night's a big show i emailed them on like a i don't know end of august beginning of september when i like had my set dialed in i had been practicing it every single day and this is a five minute set yeah um the girl i was with at the time like i was just doing it for her every single day of my life and i was like okay i'm ready emailed well then it was like two weeks till i got on this show so i was like amped up ready to rock and roll and then it was just like oh man now i gotta wait so that kind of sucked not all shows are like that but um yeah first show ever i was like second or third guy out get to the get to broken city the producer of the show he like took us up on stage made sure we knew how to like adjust the mic and he's like he is like OG comedy in Calgary. So he, he is like very by the book. You're going to, which kind of pissed me off. Cause he was like almost trying to tell us how to be on stage. And it was just like, comedy is your own art form, man. Like if I want to just keep the mic in the stand or if I want to take the mic out, that's what I'm going to do. Cause his thing was like, you come up, you adjust the mic, you set it, you don't move. And I was just like, not how I perform. I am a little bit more theatrical. I am a little bit more dramatic. I want to move my hands. I want to have the mic. Mm-hmm fuck around with it you know mm-hmm. i like to play with the slack of the cord kind of like a team roper i'll like kind of coil it up hold it in my jeans a little bit you know like that's um that's how i do it now but yeah that guy kind of put the fear of god in me for sure before i even did my first <laughs> show man i was just like oh my god i feel like i gotta be a robot to tell these jokes and uh, but that was something that i just had to figure out as i go huh. so who would you say are some of your comedy uh idols or guys you kind of like like to build your your style off of i'm a huge fan of adam sandler have been forever like i grew up watching snl like a mofo all that old school stuff belushi farley uh dana carvey like chevy chase so i love um 
that era of comedy. And then when like Jimmy Fallon came in, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, that group at SNL gold, but like, I love Adam Sandler style. Cause he'll make, he'll make something out of nothing. Like he talks, he's got one set, which kills me every single time where he talks about how Elvis Presley is reincarnated and lives in his fridge and like <laughs> steals shit in his fridge. And he like hides behind and, you know, he makes this joke about how, you know, Elvis Presley's bragging to him about how he's uh, got all this money. And he's holding on to Adam Sandler's head of lettuce. And he's like, yeah, well, if you got so, money, so much money, why don't you go buy your own lettuce? Like, just shit like that, man. <laughs> and I'm a, uh, I'm a huge fan of their impersonations, too. I would actually love to do some impersonations of people, maybe in the rodeo world and stuff. Like, Donnie Gay has such a funny voice, but it's like, oh, look out! You know, like, <laughs> I think it'd be so much fun to just, like... Um, it, build a, build an impersonation act yeah, around Donnie and, Gay and have some fun with it. And like you know, you could take a very mediocre situation, but then you throw Donnie Gay's like hardcore round ten NFR <laughs> commentating in there. Oh, big bull out to the left! Oh, jerk down! Look out! Boy. Like, <laughs> like I think that'd be so much fun. That's hmm. great. I and people forget about um that Adam Sandler, like a, a lot of younger people, I guess, who just know him from his silly Netflix movies he does now. But he like his stand up career is kind of where. With like the bread and butter of what he what he did like early on. That's how we got found, man. Yeah, like all them guys, Rock, uh, David Spade, um, Carvey, like all of them. Uh, a lot of people also get found by like Second City and stuff. If you are just like an improv actor, like mm-hmm. a theatrical actor and stuff, you'll get picked out of those groups. But like, yeah, they got quite the mix. They take a lot of comedians to that show just to even just to write, you know, just because. Mm-hmm. They can go up there on a stage and tell some really funny stuff, but maybe acting wise or like impersonation wise, they could write it for you, but maybe you couldn't do it quite as much. But um, yeah, I freaking love Sandler, Mitch uh, or Andy Samberg. I'm a huge fan of him. He doesn't He's do stand up, but just that whole, he could do stand up. Oh, he would have had to at some point. Would you not him and his group, man, the Lonely Island, they they were doing a ton of like uh, just their own sketch comedy. Oh, and they kind of got yeah. found uh internet wise and whatnot and then snl picked them up and they exploded yeah because they brought them on to do those like internet shorts or whatever they call them yeah and then it was just like oh wow these guys are killing it getting millions of views let's mm-hmm. put them on you know let's get them in the studio and put them on stage and sure shit he freaking crushed it oh so hilarious and, and then Brooklyn... on that oh they have they're like acon t-pain lady timberlake. Gaga, yeah. timberlake like they've yeah. got a few with timberlake they're fucking oh, yeah. awesome dude i yeah. love those guys yeah, they do some great work, so I love that kind of stuff. And Brooklyn Nine Nine is like one of my favorite like sketch comedies around. Like they're uh, cold, they're they're cold openings. They're like, like kick ass at the any of those. Oh, ones. next level! And like the thing I love about Brooklyn Nine Nine is it's pretty just like dry old school comedy, but it kills, man. I love mm. that kind of stuff. So fun! I love the title of my sex tape from it. I I use that <laughs> or title of your sex tape. I do. I drop yeah. that. Uh, drop that often. Yeah. people <laughs> yeah, there's so some good. gold gold in that show for so sure. so now that you found your niche or you kind of like have drilled down your content to be more around stuff you know like you said have you found it hard for general audiences to receive it or just be does it have to do with a lot of the way you deliver it or the way you write it um both for sure because i've had a especially when i first kind of started getting going and things were really blown up and taken off i had a few people tell me like oh your stuff's very niche you should write it more general you'll reach more people and at first I was like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I should be. I'll look at that. So then like when I um, like when you do just do like a basic TikTok voiceover, you know, I'll have like four or five different up to freaking 10 different blurbs for that one sound. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, OK, well, what am I kind of trying to go for here? Like, am I making fun of horse girls or barrel racers or breakaway ropers or team ropers or bulldoggers? Like, 
or am I just going to make fun of like something generic? Um, but man, you know what, if there's one thing I figured out from all the shit I've tried to do in my life and it didn't work out is you got to double, you got to figure out what's working and double down on it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just doubling down on what I'm doing right now. Everything is still going really well. So I really, I, I kind of took it to heart, the be more generic. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I'm not here for the generic people I'm here for, you know, I want to make myself laugh and my community laugh. And turns out my community is freaking huge. Cause if my buddy that I used to team up with back when I was 16 loves it, well, there's probably somebody 10 people away from him. Mm -hmm. That's going to love it too. Cause he's a team roper from the day. Right. So there's I nothing just... better than watching like a, co a comedy act and the guy making himself laugh. Like I love, like, love watching a special and like, they're just, they're laughing as hard as the audience is. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, man, exactly. So I've, I've also done that too. Like if I go to go out to film stuff and I'm just not feeling it and it feels forced, I'll just, I'll just wrap it up, you know? Mm -hmm. Cause if mm -hmm. I'm not finding it funny, sure. It might get some likes and might get a few thousand views, but at the end of the day, shit, why wouldn't I just like, why would I try and stress it and force it instead mm -hmm. of just like, maybe, maybe that's the day I, I go fishing or I go fix that fence or whatever, go do whatever else, you know? Cause I get so much material just by doing that. You find inspiration doing that shit. Exactly. No matter what you're doing today, like you Dude. can find, yeah, you, whatever, man, there's a, there's a, there's a, a tax store in vernon called latak truck <laughs> it's like fish. And i'm like and i'm just i've been like sitting on that on that name of that store and like trying to find a way to make a funny video about it yeah but when i know when the day comes it'll be funny but just like little things throughout, throughout your day can like give you so much inspiration to do something yeah. funny or and like make a joke about it totally and that's why i love being out and about too because if i'm not involved in a conversation or like immediately with what's going on i love to just sit it and watch and listen because mm -hmm. people are a literal walking sitcom and don't even realize it man <laughs> just the different personalities matched with this person and how this person talks and what this person does and like how they associate with each other i'll just sit back and watch and i'm like i couldn't have written that any better like that was fucking mm -hmm. gold. Mm -hmm. so so how are you making a living right now cole like what what's like tiktok you don't really make a lot on tiktok as far as i can gather so far like it's a good top of the funnel to have some people see your business and whatnot and get going somewhere it's and then but like is it the comedy shows now like are you getting paid to go to the comedy shows now like are you wish. <laughs> you wish so not quite yet so like so what you know what how are you making a living at this now or are you keeping kind of like what does it look like are, is it going okay um it selling t-shirts is one part of it yeah the these teas have been uh doing really well we're still a little bit away from it being like a like a pulling profit off it um, a ton of anything that I make cowboy coal wise just goes back to cowboy coal to, to make sure I got fuel to get to, you know, the red deer bull riding, um, cowboy coal, uh, incorporated. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy coal worldwide. 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 <laughs> um, no, I, uh, fortunately I am a member of the teamster union and what's your can, number? You oh, to say man, that? Um, 69 and, and a half. <laughs> 69, 420. 69 <laughs> um, <laughs> um i'm down the list of ways for sure i'm on the c list but you know just to have the ability to to pull up jobs and grab jobs and whatnot is huge man so i did some work last week on the tv show ride i go to joe pickett next week for five days um and that worked out really well because joe pickett book right there on my shelf cj box he created that we had box. him on the show before yeah Serious. Box. cj box yeah he created joe pickett that's his that's his books he's been on the show too cj box yeah that's pretty cool because that's the second season of that show already yeah 
yeah so i'm excited to go check that show out uh i worked on op banner all winter uh the last of us i worked on for a while in the spring and then the show wilderness that was out here for a couple weeks um so they're really good to me and a lot of the people that i work for are old rodeo cowboys or yeah. involved in rodeo Max somehow radford yeah uh tommy bear too yeah 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 pat frazier mm-hmm. um that's awesome yeah so they're really good to me like when i went to max last year went to go to cfr and just explain the situation he's like sure mate and that was literally it he's like i'll find somebody to draw it for you and oh. then, like off we went Slick. so Huh. Yeah, so they're really good to me that way too. If if I need a day or two off to go do whatever, um, and then it gives somebody else an opportunity to go work for a couple of days because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that literally make a living just doing day calls, work a couple of days here every week, huh. make forty thousand in a year if you're retired or doing whatever. Yeah, like, make it work. Yeah, so work the movies on the side. I've been fortunate enough to uh, get to write some um, sketches for people that like want me to wear their stuff in some videos. So that's been cool too, kind of opening up that. Um, I keep getting Instagram keeps sending me this things about like sign up for reels pay, but I've literally heard nothing good about it. And oh. now engagement just like crashes. <laughs> it's like the TikTok creator fund. They it's just like a way for them to like get you involved with it, but it doesn't pay worth shit. No, and that like, stuff helps. Being Canadian, I can't even get on the TikTok creator fund and like mm-hmm. which so yeah, like I'm trying to use those platforms just to kind of like this is who I am, this is what I can do, this is what I want to do, like. I want to write long form. I want to bring some like some actual like scripted TV content to like Cowboy Channel Canada. And like, you know, Dale had a show on Netflix and my sister and I have a a sitcom written that's uh, written based kind of documentary style, like The Office, about five people rodeoing together trying to make the NFR. Like we have a first (laughs) season written for that. So, you know, I'm just trying to put in the time and put out funny content and maybe somebody will see it and be like, yo, what else you got? You know, like, Mm -hmm. In a, in a world where like so many places are begging for content, like I, I, I've read articles and all that kind of stuff where Netflix, they can't find enough stuff to, to put out. So it, yeah. it's worthwhile putting the effort into to write that kind I of know, thing. They can't find enough stuff, but they won't ever email me back. <laughs> I will literally just bomb Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. I will just bomb them with emails. Well, Netflix, Netflix lost 970,000 uh, subscribers in Q2. Hmm. Share price is going down. Share price is oh. going down. Wow, um, that's a lot of people. So, so Ted mentioned like how like how much the the like TikToks and the reels and that kind of stuff is more of the top of the funnel stuff. But how has that allowed you to expand your brand and, and reach new people and, and kind of have get more eyes and and, and turn it into what you've done now with like hot rodeo moms and hot rodeo dads t shirts. It 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 is all taken off so much quicker than I ever could have expected, boys. To be mm-hmm. honest, so I am literally just like holding on for dear life, trying to have fun, trying to figure out now how does a person make some money off this, doing what mm-hmm. I'm doing. How do I make these shirts kind of a staple in every house to make some money? And it's kind of a timeless piece. So like, wear it till it wears <laughs> out. Come get another piece. one. You know, you you're gonna love a hot rodeo mom for the rest <laughs> of your life, and Dude. so will your kids and their kids as kids. And their kids as kids as kids. Um, so what was the question? This is like how I <laughs> how is how is this like the, the way things work with social media and how how fast you can reach people and how many people you can reach in a short amount of time like helped kind of expedite the process for you? Yeah, man. It's crazy. I said this to a friend of mine yesterday. Sometimes I don't actually understand how far my stuff actually reaches. 
because I was looking through some of my liked uh, like notifications the other day and I saw this blue check mark beside this guy. So I clicked on it and it's an NFL player that plays for the Dallas Cowboys. And the little blue icon said follow back. And I was just like, no way. The fuck? That's Boop. cool. You know, so like people are seeing my stuff that I never would have imagined are going to see it. And it's all, you know, it's all because I made fun of something that I did as a team rover. Um, so I think it just kind of has brought to light some of the funny stuff that we do every single day. And then fortunately my name is attached to it. So people are just like, Oh, that cowboy Cole guy writes the team roper jokes or whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've found out that people come to my page cause they want to smile. They want to laugh if they're having a shitty day or whatever, they'll, they'll cruise my page to just get a giggle. Um, so that's what I just try and give them. And the rest, man, I just kind of, it ain't, it ain't up to me. It's on God. So I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. I just want to keep writing jokes having fun and that's where i get caught up sometimes too with like trying to figure out the business side of of all of this game mm -hmm. and uh is because i feel like i get so like kind of um it's not really who i am i wanted to be the business guy for a long time i wanted to wanted to walk that path but it ain't me man it ain't me at all so like i'm trying to figure out how to balance okay i need to provide these people content that they want to come and see and watch and love and laugh mm -hmm. at but then i also need to make sure that my back end is a uh shaved <laughs> and be uh taken care of and tight and right you know and uh <laughs> it's tough man it's tough because yeah. I, I literally just want to i want to sit down i want to write the jokes i want to sit down with other creators and other people um like what we're going to do on friday mm -hmm. and uh literally just like write film right what film, are we doing like, on friday oh we'll have to what time can you be able to content party I, I have the i have the days so okay sweet because are I you back from oklahoma teddy to, yeah, I'll get back Thursday night at five. So you want to come content party at Cold Cowboy Goals? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll have to go to work at some point in the afternoon, but man, we can bang a bunch of stuff out. Sure. Sure. Hell yeah. Um, um, there was one recent uh collaboration you had on your page that I wanted to ask about. Yeah. Um, she goes by the name of Alexis Fox. Um, <laughs> yeah, she and does. most most fellows listening to this podcast will know who she is, but if you don't, just go Google her and check out what she does. But anyways, Alexis she, Fox. Yeah. Should I do this yeah. Right now? yeah, do it, Ted. Yeah. So yeah. she. So she. Uh, anyways, for those who know she is on the ground. You know what she? You know, yeah. Whatever. Just Google her name. Um. So she recently posted a real sporting one of your I love hot rodeo mom shirts, which was really cool. Um. And pretty. Then kind of you mentioned the guy from the Dallas Cowboys following you back. It's cool, like how many people you can reach and, and all that kind of stuff on social. But I would love to know how that relationship came to be and kind of what you have going on moving forward. I'm trying to find who this person is. It's oh. it's spelt the sexy way. Two X's. Yeah. Well, it's still not coming. F F A F A Yeah, you'll find you'll. Yeah, it's she's a she's pretty famous in some circles. And I know that's the crazy the part, dude, is like she put that reel out and it's it's definitely over 300,000 views at this Pretty point. Pretty cool, yeah. And, um, you know, even though it's not my demographic of like people to reach, it's just still <laughs> so crazy that yeah. she's wearing my shirt and like my name's beside hers in that reel. It's so freaking nuts, man. Um, but no, I have a I have a friend who lives in Las Vegas and she uh, she runs a very cool social media page as well um advocating for like agriculture and like why farming mm -hmm. and ranching is is beneficial and whatnot so her and i have been friends for a while and when we went to nfr last year she i, I knew that she was friends with alexis and she like house sits for alexis all the time mm -hmm. when alexis goes to work and everything but then she's like hey alexis is having um 
uh, keg party for her new beer because she has a beer company as well. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and uh, you're invited. She wants you to come. And it was in, I think, like Henderson or something. So not very far from uh, mm-hmm. where we were staying at the Excalibur. So I was just like, hell yeah. I like extended the trip. I like pushed her flights back and everything. And make sure I could <laughs> go to this party, man. So I freaking, I take this Uber to this party. And it was, it was so cool because it was, um, it was very intimate in, in the sense of that there wasn't a ton of people. It was like their mm-hmm. regulars that, that was invited. And it was super cool because it was held at this liquor store where you walk in and the liquor store has beer on draft. So they had her beer on draft, but then you could go buy liquor. And it was kind of like a coffee shop Starbucks setup because then there was like chairs and like cool mm-hmm. benches and desks and bar stools to sit at. So like I literally just hung out with all these badass people. Got to meet Alexis and hang out with her for majority of the night. It was super badass. There was like an ex-pro skateboarder there. There was a lady who had just finished a documentary about uh, women in comedy in L.A. Like, cool. There's all these badass people. And I show up with my uh, Aloha rodeo shirt on, a badass blazer and my pro hats with my buckle on. And everyone's just like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who are you? What are you doing? How, like, why are you here? Like, so... Um, it was super cool. I got to talk to everybody, meet everybody, drank some good beer. Didn't have to drive myself home, which was nice. Just took an Uber, so I indulged in that mm-hmm, beer because mm-hmm. it was actually really good. And uh, yeah, she Alexis has creeped Cowboy Cole's page and watched my comedy, and she's a huge lover of comedy. And she, yeah, she told uh, my friend Meg that she just genuinely thinks I'm a funny ass guy and huh, would like to support cool. what I'm doing. And she, hell yeah, uh, dude. She has her own podcast down there, so I think I'm gonna try and hop on it when I go back down there this winter and just talk comedy and kind of everything that's going on. Yeah. So I, I did a little uh, research there, Cole. And for those <laughs> that don't know that they're like me, don't know who Alexis Fox is. She, uh, I'll just say she had a Brazzers t-shirt on at one point and, and there was something about Brazzers exclusive. So I'm pretty sure she got voted Brazzers hot mom of the year oh. this past year. Well, that's there you good. go. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen any of her work past that. At this point, but, uh, <laughs> Teddy's got some research to do. <laughs> Everybody's on their phones right now. <laughs> no, man, she was super cool, man. We had such a we had such a blast that night. There's a dude there with like a lightsaber and shit. I got pictures nice. of me just like my kind of guy. And yeah, man, it cool was party. fun. Cool party. Yeah, cool. I guess the next little while, like, will you remember us when you hit the big time? Oh my god! Can we part? Well, of, can we be part of your entourage when you get to do <laughs> some big shows? <laughs> oh man, you know, boys, we're going up to the top together. All right. Canadians all the way beautiful, we beautiful relationship. We unite. Hell yeah. No, it'll be fun. Uh, are you still doing any cowboy channel stuff or is that a thing anymore? What's the deal there? Yep. You so, were for a while, weren't for a while. I, don't I was, uh, I was running, uh, the three of their social medias. I was doing cowboy channel, Canada, RFD TV, Canada, and the water channel, Canada. Um, it was just what I learned. I ran it for about six months and it was not what cowboy cole is out to do Mm -hmm. i was having to do a lot of like sponsor obligations as well like reaching out to their clients that have paid to market um and i was there to create content for the rodeo side of the channel um so i stepped away so they could implement somebody in who because it it was a straight up office job man you would sit behind the computer you would build the posts you would find like the pictures and have to run around to get the logos and this and that Mm -hmm. and um, you know, like we talked a little bit ago, I, I want to write jokes and yes, do content. So mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I learned that it wasn't vibing with what I'm working towards and that's okay. So, um, I still work with the managing producer of the network. I'll, I'll announce their live streams and stuff. We're going to do that show again this fall for CFR hellbent for leather and 
Um, we're working on trying to drum up a budget to like put out like more longer form content, right? Like let's go to some rodeos. We're working on trying to get the contracts to live stream some of these pro rodeos up here. Cause man, not everybody can be everywhere and ain't nobody want to go up at Grimshaw, you know, to watch their favorite people. But mm -hmm. if we were up there and could live stream it, people would watch it. Right. So we're trying to, trying to hustle some contracts to be live streaming some rodeos. Okay. Uh, the, uh, well, oh, I want to ask on the comedy side, is there mm -hmm. any like quick bits or anything you want to share with the people to kind of give them a taste of, of cowboy cool oh, live show? You know, I don't want you to have to like give away your content as far as, what they might see but maybe like one you're almost retired on the live show scenes or if there's a bit like mm -hmm. do you want to give it a crack on the podcast? give us like your your so, so okay here i'll give you a scenario ted and i are producers of a comedy show yes uh really big one in calgary during stampede uh, we're looking for a headliner it's we called need... cowboy shit live it's, it's called cowboy, cowboy shit, shit lives yeah, cowboy, for for la <laughs> cowboy shit we're the producers of cowboy shit for laughs you yeah. so happen to step in the elevator of the Calgary Tower with us. You have about uh, 60 seconds to give us your elevator pitch of why you should be the headliner of the Cowboy Shit for Laughs Comedy Festival. Oh. And go. Oh, God, boys. Well, first off, I kind of grew up in the area, so I've seen a ton of changes. You know, like even uh, even this weekend, I noticed that we got uh, electric scooters in Okotoks. I don't know where you scoot to, though. You can walk our whole downtown in 20 minutes, you know, 25 <laughs> if you got a double back for a kid. You know, I don't really know where you take it either because most of these businesses still have a hitching post out front to tie your horse up. So like, why do you need a scooter? Right. And man, so much has changed. Like I was walking by this old building the other day with a friend of mine from London, Ontario. And I was like, man, this old building right here used to be the old cop shop. And when I was really young, I used to think that there was bad, bad dudes in there, like maximum security type bad. Turns out it was just my aunt Joan doing a one nighter for drunk in public. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, there's a lot of changes going on in my town, man. The old bank, it's now a brewery. You know, but I got caught peeing in a ficus tree one day when I was there with my mom when I was like four years old. So there's just a lot changed in our town. I'd probably run with the small town set, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man. I, I, haven't like I haven't ran those jokes in a while. I just really like that drunken public one with my aunt because it's just so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Maximum security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, shit. Cool. Okay. Okay. Well, we have, we have, ask it where. Is there anything else final... we missed, though? Cool. Before we get going, you're still competing or no? Um, not as much. I've not been much. roping a lot more this summer, which has been nice. That's the other yeah. thing I'm trying to figure out too, is like how to juggle still um, like still being, uh, like being able to be competitive enough while running around doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and try and work the movies too. Like, cause that yeah. schedule is so sporadic. It's like time, hours man. are weird and yeah, just trying to get it all done. Yeah. I get it. So I think I might try and go to the world series in Pinocchio. And then I'm going to, I'm going to rope a ton down South. Actually, I'm going to go back down South for most of the winter, I think. And, okay. Um, I've had some guys reach out to me down there that I'm really excited to just go hang out with and rope. And awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I don't know what Sweet. else to say. Go ahead. Good. Well, we got, yeah, we, we didn't get to it last time, but this is the marquee question of the Cowboy Ship podcast. Uh, what, what does is... NFP mean to you? No fucking problem. Sorry. Is that, My bad. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so Cowboy Cole, what is your definition of cowboy shit? Mm. The hardest question of the show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is for sure. Man, honestly, whenever I hear cowboy shit or I think of cowboy shit, I just think of somebody or a group of people um, that pull off something so outrageous and are laughing while they do it. Or, you know, like it looks so out of control, but they're so in control. Like that horse getting out. Oh yeah, Swan River. Right. 
all odds. He's literally on the other side of the chain link. What does a cowboy do? Whatever the fuck he's got to do to fix that problem. <laughs> and that's and then cowboy laugh shit. about it over some beers afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And then talk about it and have it talked about mm-hmm. and have it come up six months from now and everybody's going to laugh about it because nobody was hurt. But they could have. <laughs> like it's pretty bad. But they could have. About that fence is like that's because you imagine if that was a bull, it just smashed through that. Oh fence. man! Like, well, it's your classic like small town rodeo page wire. Like, like yeah, I'd yeah, say like for 80%, real. Seventy-five percent of small town rodeos have that exact same fence. Yeah, and it has been since nineteen thirty-four. Yeah, yeah literally, literally. Yeah, so, that's cool. So for those that have listened to the show last before, we usually have a top and bottom, which is Wacy and I conversing and talking about the world's problems and what's going on at the time. Mm-hmm. But we've got Cole here, and we've got a short we've turnaround. Got- I got to go again tomorrow. We see way and whatnot. So we don't want to try and do this again. So we're just going <laughs> to include Cole on the top and bottom of the show. But Wacy, before we do that, we should probably thank our friend, Ethan. One more our friend, Ethan from the Gurry Leather Co. Like we said before, he is the man with the plan and the nicest leather goods this side of the Mississippi. He makes belts, he makes wallets, he makes all different sorts of things. Guitar straps. Leather, guitar Graduation straps, caps. Graduation caps. Probably to make you some journals. In Cole's case, chastity belts. Anything you can think of, he can make it. Like I said before, check out that video that's on our social media of him making the belts for Ted and I. It's really cool to see the work that the goes process. into it. And the process. They're making a plan. Then... I didn't realize they like drill out the whole like uh, tooling plan sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I thought you just like hammer down and just do it. But he actually had to like you have to build the plan. Yeah. Flow of so flowers cool. and everything. So and, one, and one one cool point uh, Jen brought up yesterday when she was talking about it was um the buck stitch on your belt like she thought there was some type of machine that did it but he actually does that all by hand, hand which is really cool, cool? so yeah. yes i mean if you want to want some high quality products um check out our boy some high, quality leather co. high quality check shit how quality cowboy shit check out the gertie leather co at gertie leather co on instagram and gertie leather co.com for what all does your gertie make leather goods. he makes cowboy shit out of he makes cowboy shit out of leather yeah so anyways yeah here we are he doesn't There's, make jorts though he doesn't make jorts. other jorts well so funny you bring up jorts there's been i've noticed a, uh, quite the fashion trend trend in, in my travels called fashion um, brenda Look uh up. over in my travels over the past summer i guess you could really call it but like this summer this past summer. summer yes this current summer um would be jorts which we all know like ted and i are both big jort guys but i've seen a lot of dudes wearing cowboy boots with their jorts and you know what i'm kind of i'm kind of here for it. i think it's kind of cool like it's not a bad not that Comes bad very florida georgia line to me <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna I mean, show up to an event in jorts and boots soon, ways? I mean, maybe Elnora. Probably maybe Elnora. You know, I, I was I, some places I've considered it. Like um, some days, BBJ couple days would have fit right in. BBJ would have been Nobody fine. A couple like, days during the Calgary Stampede when it's real hot and you're walking around in starch jeans. I mean, having those those suckers cut off might not be a bad idea. And I got my sweet new cowboy shit boots from the Finolio Boot Company, so I mean, could probably pull it off. And in all regards, but I don't know. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. What do you think of the jorts and boots? Cause like it w- it's been a staple with women before, like they have like their their short shorts and their boots on, which is yeah, cool. we're true. all here for that. But now yeah. the dudes are being like, "Yo, we can do this too." So it's gender neutral now. You're Classic. gender neutral, gender neutral fashion. Man. We just can't let anybody have anything. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I want to see. I want to see jorts and Birkenstock cowboy boots, where you pull it on. But then your foot just slips sandal. into a Birkenstock sandal. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate summer look. That's like an Okanagan <laughs> cowboy. Dude, look. You can hike in Birkenstocks. Ask any white girl. Ask Jen. <laughs> she hikes in her Blundstones, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't hiking no Birkenstocks. I don't think, 
I don't think I'll be pulling off that look anytime soon. No, I don't I'm think not. I could do a boy. Just... I lounge in pants. You know that I'm I'm fine. That's one of the pants. that's one of the most psychopathic things that you do. Just <laughs> lounging in jeans. I that, that drives me so nuts. But I mean, all my pants have stretch strength. now. They're basically like pajamas. That's true. That it just weirds me out, man. I just like, I can't I can't get behind sitting on a couch in a pair of jeans. Yeah, but thankfully Wrangler has the advanced comfort that we all know to See? love and enjoy. It's, so. it's got stretching. It's one for guys like Ted who like to lounge on the couch. Try Wrangler These advanced are my comfort. Stretchy pants. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so moving on, we got uh, we have uh, had some cool stuff happen in the Polkville Hardgrass yeah. Bronc match. Ninety-five and as a half per points. Usual. Logan Hay, big score. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to what to say. Like, uh, so I talked to Terry Cook and Lane Peterson after. And Lane said that last year when Dawson Hay was 95, that I think he said he was 48 and Terry was 47. Then this year, uh, then this year Lane was 47 and a mm-hmm. half and Terry marked 48. So it's not like both of them are marking 48. So they're 96. It was kind of like a little bit back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, great horses, great riders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think some folks might be curious what the markout. Uh, only one guy got missed out all week, like all the whole show, but maybe, uh, you know, looking back, it looked like maybe Colby Wanchucks, maybe, maybe, maybe shouldn't have been, you know, maybe should have got him, got him, uh, called on the markout, but I mean, mm. markout's a dumb rule anyway, so I don't want to be yeah. there for that. But like, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be 95 and a half points, you probably got to sperm every damn time too. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So I guess it is a matter of, you know, like if a guy's marking 48, that's probably like a 24 on a 24, but do you lose? that one point because you miss Burnham a time or two or your toes aren't turned out the whole time. Like, I think there has I to wonder. be so much go right to be anywhere as close to a 95. Like even to be mm. a 95, you have to be damn near perfect in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Like, so it's tough. And then like what we talked about with the PBR before, how they're never going to have a hundred point ride is because the perfect bull or the perfect horse throws the rider. You can't ride a perfect animal because the perfect part of it means that they buck the guy off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, what was it? 97.75? Is that what Jose that's, ended up being? Yeah, it's Jose's So 97 and three quarters. Um, yeah, because that's, even if that's a 24 and a half, 25 rod on a 24 and a half bull is still, what, 98? Mm-hmm. And he, so, and he was da- and he was damn near perfect on the ride. They almost had him 25 across the board on the ride. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. so I, yeah, that's I don't know. Gnarly. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I mean, uh, Darby wrote a story about how the this is the best the horse has ever been and the best the riders have ever been. So I agree with that point. Um, but I wonder about the judging scenario if if it's the perfect mm-hmm. ride. If that's you know if you can even say that. But then you look back like I look back at the hundred point ride in the bull riding the Wade Leslie ride like today I feel like that's like a 90, 90 point ride or eighty seven point ride like if anything yeah right no offense to those guys like it was at the time and part of the thing in Pollockville is that it's hyped up so much and it's yeah. such mm-hmm. a great event and you know the you know we get to crank the music up there and you know one more thing would be pyro we'd probably could be 102 if we had pyro there to really amp it up <laughs> yeah. some more right flames fire yeah right like it's a well-produced event it's a very special uh show like it's almost kind of dark there you got some lights at the very end like it's mm-hmm. a very unique uh neat situation so i get i get that part and i'm not i'm not disagreeing with with the mark like i'm not saying that you guys mm-hmm. are totally wrong but um but what i'm saying is the judges are the ones whose opinions they get paid most. To give yeah. their opinion. And uh, that's what they felt at the time. And, you know, have there been better rides? Maybe. Have there been better spur rides? Maybe. Have there been better horses? Maybe. Like, 
I don't know, but that's what they get paid to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think too, is like, that's the deal. Watching the video, um, just especially as like a time event guy, you know, I just noticed that nobody could see the right side of him spurring or the right side of that animal. But, but like, but the one judge probably could. Not us. I, yeah, I have no. So idea. we don't know what happened. Yeah, I have no we idea. don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't know what it looks like. For, for, it's easy to make a well, video off the video. Yeah. We only get the one half. But that's a good. Yeah, really yeah, good exactly. Yeah. It's also like there's an event up here, uh, and like the the Rocker Steiner Virgil ride. Like I don't think that was really a '95, mm-hmm. and like a lot of folks forget that Davy Shields Jr. was '95 at the Calgary Stampede in 2005. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Right, that's a long time ago. Coconut on Great Coconut. Yeah. Which was, the you know, OG. probably the was greatest. It, or it was arguably the better than art. Yeah, better than Virgil, right? like well, the best horse ever. Yeah, so I know that's a bit of a recency bias. And then that wasn't a PRCA rodeo, so the PRCA doesn't really care. It doesn't think it's a mm-hmm. PRCA event, so they don't yeah. consider that a record. But uh, as far as the world goes, yeah, that's a, you know, that 95 was at Calgary. And I think that was better ride than the Rocker Steiner Virgil ride, but everybody's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty pumped about Rocker Steiner right now. Mm-hmm. And... That little yeah. dude is built to ride Calgary Stampede bucking horses. Did anybody else notice that? He, like, he he's got, just so yeah, he's stocky. Like you yeah. see guys that kind of get stretched Tiny. out. He he got, got, he stretched. Stretched. He got compare him to an Oren Larson. Larson. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Sorry, wait. So what'd you say? Compare him to Oren Larson. Like Oren's like a few got a few inches on him and way taller and probably, and, probably almost and a just, foot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like and just like different styles of riding and even yeah. you go you compare it to the bull riding back when Tanner was riding like a guy who's six foot four compared to a small guy like Jess Lockwood or the Jose Vitor is like it's a completely different game in the way the ride looks when and or even Jared Parsons is a good example right now. You put him on a bull compared to some of the smaller guys like he can makes a, a rank bull look, can look make a rank bull look real easy. Does it go back to like Chris Shivers? Chris Shivers against yeah. Uh, Adriano, yeah, who's mm-hmm. gonna make a bull look better? A hundred percent, or even and even the bareback guy, and like look at a guy like Will Lowe, like he can make oh, yeah. a, a bucking horse look real rank just the way that he was built and the way that he rides, right? Yeah, yeah. that's why I kind of compared Rocker to uh, like just build wise and style wise a little bit was Will Lowe. Mm-hmm. True, yeah, Will's the exact same way, man. Just so long hair, don't just, care. Yeah, compact. <laughs> When he's locked in, he's locked in, and you just see those feet just knifing him, like you just mm-hmm. you just spurn him, just real nice, just like just just like just kicking up, just like this, just just really get in there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess I guess what we got coming up here. Uh, I gotta fly to Oklahoma here tomorrow mm-hmm. and go to a sales meeting, and then Wace, you're gonna I'll be, be at the, the weekend. Elnora Bramarama, and then Bramarama. I'll be making. I'll be making my way back to the Verdon uh, CCA Rodeo. I haven't yeah. been there since I last competed in 2014. And, I think you'll yeah. like the place. Yeah, I, I I'm excited. I, my good friend Jesse Lawrence lives in town there, so he said he's gonna oh, drop yeah. a bike off for me at the hotel for me to to pedal around. So there you go. I get to do some visiting and get to work with my pal Doug Young, and I get to travel yeah. a bit with uh, our friend Sam Winslow. She's gonna pick me up in Winnipeg and give me a ride to Regina on Sunday. Oh so. wow, both ways, cool. both Jack ways. Pot. She's got to head out to a barrel race, so it actually worked out perfectly. Her and I were talking in Strathmore, so hey, there you get, go. To, get to see some old friends and do some visiting and visit old Manitoba. What's your next show, Cole? Let's people know to give them a, a little plug. You gotta reheaded. What, Where can on. we find Cowboy Cole? Yeah, uh, I don't even know what your website is. I'm sorry. You all can find Cowboy Cole um, at Cowboy underscore underscore Cole. Cowboy spelled with an I. B O I C O W B O I B O I underscore C O L E. Yeah, on the gram. Cowboy on the TikTok. On the gram and the TikTok. Same on the on the YouTube. The website website is 
cowboycole.square site, I think is what it is. Square. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah. Sure you can. That's where the hot mom teas and everything like that. I literally scrambled that website together last minute before Stampede when these all came in. So <laughs> slowly working on that, slowly getting that better, uh, built back up. I don't have any comedy shows booked uh, right now just with, you know, work coming up and stuff. It's I hate mm. like getting my name on a list and then being like, sorry, like can't do got it. a movie job. Mm. I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. I hate doing that. So I kind of like to you know, get a week or two of work in and then try and book some shows and then, you know, bang those yeah. out, go back to work. Right on. Um, so nothing right now. I will be announcing the CGRA finals in September in Claire's home. So if anybody's oh, yeah. going to be around there. Canadian Girls Rodeo Association. Yeah. So I'm pretty pleased to, uh, to land that gig. Excited to go call some action at the finals there. I want to see you do like a, be a hype man slash, um, you know, we, one thing we never talked about this week, Waste, was how like Flint Rasmussen's dumped the the makeup mm-hmm. for the PBR teams. We didn't talk PBR teams much, but it looks like it's going pr- pretty solid so far. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the crowds this week in Kansas City, but they had like twenty thousand in in uh, mm-hmm. Cheyenne the other day. It looked like it looks like a good start. I think it's gonna. I do think it's gonna devalue the the names of the riders, and they're gonna have to bring some easier bulls so they don't have top bunch of ties. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to bring bulls that these guys can ride. If they're gonna have ten outs, they're mm-hmm. gonna have like you should technically have three rides and ten outs. You'd hope they so have a couple where they're there. where they're falling off a few, right? So. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to devalue a couple things there. But like I said said to somebody the other day, the investment on the rider side has never been so high. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have the team, you have a coach for the one of the first times. You've got uh, like it's 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 pretty. I, I like what they're doing. It's just going to change things a little bit. So I think that's how you're going to you're going to make better bull riders. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. They'll catch up to because there's that there's that we talk about it often that there's yeah. that big gap between the riders and the bulls right now, and I think this is a way for the riders to catch up. up. Yeah. Uh, but what I was. What was I trying to? What was my point there? With the with the way that the the, 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 the the rodeo yeah. entertainer game is changing, yeah. And Brinson's not wearing makeup anymore. Like I think that the rodeo the the concept of the the rodeo clown, the former rodeo clown, is I think it's going by the wayside. Like, and the situational comedy is making an as there's a bit of an mm. uptick. So I think that I'd love to see a guy like well, we did it with Ash Cooper actually in uh, in mm-hmm. Pinocchio. He went with no makeup and with suit jacket. He was kind of the hype guy and you know led the sing-alongs and led the the crowd engagement type type of thing that way. So I'd love to see more of that. And I think Cole, I think you're one of those guys that could do that job. So I'd love to see I, I you do that. Sometime. To be honest, yeah. like even uh, I got to go do some work for medicine at stampede with their social media team oh, right on. running around, showing the midway, getting on rides, talking to Cowboys, showing the rodeo, showing what's going on. But there was no uh, in arena or around arena entertainer. And even on the final Saturday, man, when uh, when you got a guy like Oren Larson or something like that, or Zeke Thurston getting on a bronc and the crowds looking at each other, talking to each other, what the hell is going on? Right? Oh, yeah. Like bring 100%. their attention back when there's a lull, you know, like if a guy's having trouble getting down on a bull or getting down on a bronc or, you know, a bulldog and horse rears out and breaks the barrier. You got to have something going on to keep these people mm-hmm. entertained, yeah. locked in, explain, talk to them about, about what's going on. A lot of these people don't know why Zeke Thurston's taking a lot longer than Ben Anderson to get on a bronc. Talk to them about why, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. talk to them about all oh, this steer, you know, down on the front end. These guys want to make sure they get a good start, riff some jokes, be around. So like, you know, it's like the between by. the benches guy in hockey. Yeah. Like be mm-hmm. by somebody so that if you got to kill some time, be like, I'm here with so-and-so. Yeah. And we're going to talk oh, about so this Freddy. for the next 30 seconds, you know, like true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. man. I'd so love like to see that happen. So I'd love to get into that. Some, something we got on the go. Mm-hmm. Wait, let's wrap it up though. I think we're good. Yeah. Again, once again, Cole, thanks for the time. We appreciate you. you. Love what up, you're doing, man. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no, this has been sweet, man. It's good to get this part two down. You guys, stop it. I'm sorry. What? Can you start from the top? 
No, I'm leaving. <laughs> I got some wild boar bacon cooking in the house. I'm gonna go get some make a oh, bacon sandwich. Smell something. Oh, at the at the uh, at the big dog jamboree, our friend Tyler Pankowitz had uh, was grilling up a steak, and we're like, "Yo, dude, what is that?" And he's like, "This is wild boar butt steak." And we're like, "Oh shit!" Did he kill it in uh, the wild? He has he has his own little he has his own little group of wild boars at, at, really? at his house. He raises them. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. we stopped in at the ran- at the Pankowitz ranch on our way home and picked up some steaks and some bacon and some ground uh ground pork and man, it is good stuff. So nice. Anyways, yeah. So we got some of that. And uh but yeah, anyways, thanks, Cole. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, Cole. You're appreciate deadly. It. We, thanks we for love by. what you're doing. Keep 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 on keeping on and and stay tuned for some more cowboy shit by Cowboy Cole collaborations hell yeah i'm excited keep, right. don't forget to check out cole's hot rodeo moms don't forget to get your latest cowboy shit clothing line we have our new summer line out it's pretty damn cool cole's been part of that um we actually have some big news coming with cole and another one of our our uh, local influencers in alberta slash canada so stay tuned to our social media this week for a little announcement there and yeah we'll be uh catching down the road all right all right everybody take her easy and if she's easy take her twice but only if she's nice <laughs> All right. She's a gooseneck on a dually, long neck at the bar, loves old John Wayne movies, waltzing under them stars she sunned up in the saddle cutting through the hurt loves branding her cattle long live cowgirl